Hey everybody, welcome to the Pop My Culture Podcast. I'm Cole Stratton. And I'm Vanessa Ragland. Oh boy. <laughs> oh, thank you guys for tuning in once again on yeah. your podcasting dial. Oh man. Uh, Glad you got... pick up our channel. Yeah, <laughs> 10-4, good buddy. Uh, we've got a great show for you lined up. Yes, we do. We have a fantastic guest. He's wonderful He's and hunky. cool dude. Uh, before we bring him into the podcasting <laughs> arena, uh, we've got some thank yous to do. We're uh, completely listener-supported at this point, so um, if you feel like donating a buck or two or more yeah. to the podcast, you can go to our website at pmcpodcast.com. There is a... Common mistake. Yeah, don't go to .org. No. Or .edu. Or .gov. Or .sex. Don't go there. .sex? There's a .sex, yeah. Whoa. That exists. Uh, so don't go to, to <laughs> pomiculturepodcast.sex. Totally different podcasts <laughs> and different things are being popped on that yeah. one. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 100%. So, yeah. So uh, there's a donate button on our website. So um, we have some awesome people to thank. And yes. to help us thank these people, we've got our good friend of the podcast, Beefaroni. Hey, thank you. I'm, I don't mind being here. I'm hungry. Right, well, we'll get you some lunch right after this. Okay. Um, also here to help us out. Oh, he looks great today. Hi, Mr. Owen Wilson, I believe. Oh uh, Yeah, well, thanks, man. Um, really glad to be here. Wish you'd actually asked me to be a guest instead of just okay, well, helping you with You don't need to be views. complaining I mean, right now. I mean, you it just seems need to like be a doing waste of my considerable Owen? talents. Owen? Sorry. It's um, okay. Who do we have to thank here? Let's get to this magic. I um, want to say thank you, Miss Nichelle. Nichelle. Thank you, Miss Nichelle. Yeah, um, Nichelle, I mean, way to go. Nice going. Um, what you did was awesome. I mean, it was it was totally awesome. And, um, you know, it's like Luke wouldn't do that for anybody, so... If you had a doghouse, I would sleep in it, Miss Nichelle. Well, uh, Nichelle, thank you for donating. Thank you, Nichelle. You're um, wonderful. Also, uh, Paul. Mr. Paul, I want to ride your pony. I don't, I don't even know what you mean by that, man. I mean, Owen wait, Wilson, wait, can I hug line? you, Owen Wilson? What was that? Can I hug you, Owen Wilson? Paul makes me want to hug somebody. Um, uh, all right. I mean, if it's, I mean, if you feel like it would be uh, like the right thing to do, you can go ahead and uh, put your uh-huh. little beefaroni arms around me. And, uh, all right then. Uh, okay. Uh, thanks, guys. Uh, Ross. Ross Mack. Ooh. Good friend of the podcast, yeah. Ross. I think we're allowed to say his last name. He's Ross Mack on Twitter. Hey, right. Ross. Hey, Ross. How are you doing? Let's tell him his address, too. Sure. <laughs> oh, wait. Is that the um, the Ross Mack that lives at 1333 uh, Mockingbird Lane? or is Mock, yeah. Monsters. I... Oh, I don't get that joke. Right. Well, you know. <laughs> Thanks, Thank Ross. Thank you, Mr. Ross. It's pretty awesome what you do. Um He's donated several times. Yeah, and we so really like him. Thanks, Ross. Uh, he says nice things on Twitter sometimes. Caroline. Caroline. Miss Caroline, I got you a frozen pizza I want to eat in your honor. Oh, wow. Was it like a tombstone, man? I mean... It's wh- just a dollar pizza. Totino's? Oh, Totino's. Totino's? They make awesome pizza rolls, too, man. I mean... Those are awesome. You got you pizza rolls yeah, in pizza your pocket? I, sh- I always carry some with me, man. So. I don't mind eating them out of your pocket. Oh, thanks, Carolyn. Whether you're uh, donating here or like in the city, man, that's awesome. So <laughs> I love thanks. that show. Yeah. Uh, thanks, Caroline. Sean, Father Wizard. Hello, Sean. Oh, wow, it's the devil, man. The devil's Hi, here. Hi, I'm pleased by your donation. Wow, man. Thanks for uh, coming on the show. Um, all right, Sean. I'm going to perform an exorcism <laughs> here, and uh, hopefully we can... Uh, Sorry, I don't know what happened to me. I don't either. Beef <laughs> was possessed. You don't often get to say beef was possessed, but I just did. Uh, and finally, Todd. Todd, Todd, the hottest Bob with the boobs and the butt and the you-know-what. Wow, what a great rhyme scheme, man. Thank you. You're dope on that mic. Thank you, Owen. <laughs> no problem, man. <laughs> oh, Beefaroni's chewing a cord. No, Beefaroni. Sorry. Uh, he looks pretty shocked. I'm going to take him to the emergency room. I'm a girl. All right, then. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, 
I think that's like one of the main things with the recurring characters is decide the sex, first and foremost. <laughs> Knock that out of the park. I've always been a girl, Mr. <laughs> Stratton. All right, Beef. You can call me boy. I don't mind. <laughs> well, thank you guys for thank you. You're the podcast. Thank you. You're awesome. It really helps out. And uh, it enables us to uh, do shitty impressions and recurring characters. Yeah, that lasts way too long. <laughs> Sorry. Hopefully that won't uh, dry up the donations. No, no. Keep them wet, y'all. Uh, if, <laughs> if you like the podcast, <laughs> please uh, leave a review and a nice five stars, if you would. Yeah, on um, iTunes. Yeah, it helps us to get featured and stuff. So uh, We appreciate it. But if you hate the podcast... Don't talk about it. <laughs> Just shut up and go home. <laughs> Like, really, though, what is that going to earn you? You hate something, you go talk about hating it. Well, that's what I like to do about Real Housewives, but... That's true. That's me. Anyhow, let's uh, let's get to our guests. Roll that beautiful beam oh, footage. Let's do it! Our guest today, uh, he's an original cast member of Mystery Science Theater 3000. He what? also wrote and produced for things like Freaks and Geeks and what? America's Funniest Home Videos. It's J. Elvis <laughs> Weinstein. Hello! Did you know there's a guy with your name, Elvis? I did. I found that out since I yeah. changed to it. You should yeah. Google him. I should, yeah. He's it's... a great skater, I hear. Yeah, man. What? You <laughs> <laughs> mean Elvis Toyko. You're one. right. Not that one. Uh, well, it's, your name's Josh, but when you uh, did your SAG thing, there was already a Josh. It was Weinstein. the Writers Guild, yeah. When the Writers I joined, Guild, okay. uh, The Writers Guild, I had to change it, and so I gave myself an Elvis. Why not? Badass name. Thank you. You're and welcome. Mostly it's because it made my initials spelled Jew. <laughs> <laughs> I did. In fact, I did consider Jay Einstein Weinstein for a time, nice. but that seemed both, you know, that's a lot too to lyrical spell. and too arrogant at the same time. <laughs> I'm kind of surprised that Albert Brooks changed his name from Albert Einstein. I mean, I think you know, you spend enough time pissed off at your parents for yeah. that in life, you want to start a clean slate. Exactly. I, I didn't know that. I just learned that when you said it right now. Oh, really? You didn't know that? Yeah. No. Uh, He's the Einsteins. His brother's Bob. Their Super Dave Osborne. His real name was Albert Einstein? It, yeah. His dad was a vaudeville guy. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. So he didn't mind the same joke over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> He was primed for that. That's right. Oh, what a horrible <clears throat> thing to do to a child. Did you ever get mocked? Uh, there was, was well, weird I think, it, I mean, yes, of course I got mocked, but, uh, it, but Josh was a hard one. Yeah. Josh, like there was Oshkosh, Bagosh, Bajosh, you know, there was that. Oshkosh, Bajosh. And then there was... That all, one hurts when uh, you're yeah. a kid. Ooh, ooh, <laughs> ooh, they called me overall names. <laughs> uh, and you're joshing me. That's like, oh. that was, everyone thinks they're very funny when they come up with that. See, that should but. be the test for every kid name. Like, if you're about to name your kid something, like, play with it. and Run it through. Th- what's the worst insults that are going to come out of it? Yeah. If they're not that bad, Absolutely. then go ahead, you know? But if you're, like, a mean prick comic person, it's hard to even get through that list because you can kind of think of something for, for every name, right? Yeah. Ooh. Approach it from, like, the average third graders. Right, exactly. <laughs> Dumb it down. Does Dumb it rhyme it with poopy? Um, <laughs> right, or exactly. pants? Can uh, it be transmogrified? <laughs> <laughs> That's not even a word, I don't think. I think it is in it Cal- Calvin be. and Hobbes. Okay, there we go. Right? Good enough. Didn't they make a box that was the trans- transmogrifier? Maybe. Calvin and Hobbes fans, right into the show. <laughs> Who's with me? Turned into the Norm Crosby interview there for a second. <laughs> I like the idea of Calvin and Hobbes having their own little language that they made up. You know, like, they do. Like Klingon. Um, well, considering one of them's a stuffed toy, a lot of it's imaginary. That's right? true. It's You're awesome. very true. <laughs> Uh, well, thanks for coming on, Josh. My pleasure being here. Um, so it's the start of the summer movie season. Yay. And bikini season, girls. Who's with me? Or both. Just you know, Put on a bikini and then go, go see... Go to see Thor again. <laughs> no, don't do that. <laughs> once, once was enough for Thor. Okay, can we briefly talk about Thor? We talk can very briefly. For okay. sure. You saw it, Cole. I did see it, yes. You seem sassy about it. <laughs> yeah, I felt sassy coming out of the theater <laughs> afterwards. How was it? I was pretty sassy. Uh, I, you know, I didn't hate it, but I did not like it very much. It was so stupid and fun, though, right? Like, no, that's my problem with it. It's like, I felt like it was kind of <laughs> that in between. Been good. Stupid like, and fun is kind of a good yeah, thing. Yeah, I felt like it took itself fairly seriously. But at the same time, I'm I don't know, it just didn't I really... do not think it took itself seriously at all. Until the end, when it was like, a film by Kenneth Branagh. Well, yeah, there's that. And then it was like, did they actually have a guy saying that while (laughs) they narrated the credits? (laughs) (laughs) It's just some dude who works for Arclight who comes out. It's really sassy. FYI, it was a film by Kenneth (laughs) Brown. But they did not. Okay, one complaint. And I know you're thinking the same thing I'm thinking. Okay. Not enough topless man boy. What's his name? I was about to get into that. Right? Uh, Chris Hemsworth, I guess. Oh, so you are interested. (laughs) (laughs) Called him Uh, feet red and tugs at his collar. First of all, I saw it like. 
I know, like a Tuesday matinee. So there was nobody in the theater. You weren't in the uh, mood for love. So <laughs> you're right. You need to go to a late night show. You're right. I wasn't in a, that romantic feeling. <laughs> but my problem with it was like all the stuff that was played for laughs like wasn't very punchy or good. So whenever there would be like the laugh line and then there would be that built-in pause in the movie. Sort it was of like, Kenneth Branagh-y with the comedy there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like yeah, it just didn't. None of the all the jokes fell flat. Maybe it's because I saw it with four people, but still, it was. I think like, you're probably in a student of Comic Observer. Yeah, I disagree. I laugh my patootie off. Well, I just think you, you seem to be a more positive person. I'm a really positive person, <laughs> and, and it felt like they kind of rushed through the whole backstory, and like that could have been its own movie. Was like him being banished to Earth, and instead of just like, oh, let's get through this. He's in Earth now. Well, well, no, did you care about Thor thing. going in? Yeah, that's no. Yeah. I mean, I used see, to read I'm, it, but, but I see, don't you care used that much. to read. You have any kind of backstory in your head. I didn't know what Thor was. He could have been an Ice Man, but there were Frost people. I didn't like any of that. I just wanted <laughs> that. I wanted that topless man. I wanted Natalie Portman wearing less as well. What was she well, doing, Dumpy Frump? So, and then I just wanted them to hang out and be like, "Oh, I'm gonna lift this up." Did you see her baby bump? No, then, but that's uh, why they had her frumpy, I think. Probably so. Oh, and, baby uh, bump. The biggest I do love you for saying baby I, bump. Gonna, that's, the, that's about as hip as I get. It's the baby bump. It was very... <laughs> Hi, girl. Don't, the, uh, don't just say that to random girls. Uh, no, <laughs> I don't. No, I've learned nice that Nice baby bump. I learned that with the old terminology. <laughs> don't just go, are you pregnant? Yeah. yeah it's not. Damn, girl, you mm-hmm. bumping. It's never a winner. Baby bumping. <laughs> um, the, Congratulations the biggest on the O. Oh. On the O, letting yourself go. Enjoy that chili dog. All right. <laughs> the biggest star of Thor, though, however, was the Goline Crunchbox. Oh, yeah. Well, and all the Trader Joe's product placement. Yeah, but particularly Very weird. that. There's a scene where, like, it's not even a necessary scene, really. It's like <laughs> Thor's going into Crunch. her little trailer that she, like, does her research in. And it's not clean. She's got to clean up. It's embarrassing. There's a cereal oh, bowl wow. out in a box of cereal, and it's in 3D. So in the foreground, oh, sticking nice. out is this gigantic box of Goline Crunch. Which that's not like that you know that that sticks out and you notice that but the worst part is then they try to do some sort of comedy bit where she's trying to clean up and then she like puts it like up in the uh, oh that was so embarrassing up in the shelf and then it opens back up and she has she's to put like, it back up there again she's and like she, oh whoops okay. this doesn't go there and is she that's cheating the, the logo to camera the whole time yeah it's pretty it's yeah. it's on par with that the thing in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles the original movie where they like ordered the Domino's I'm glad pizza we're shouting that out right? and they and they uh, slipped the pizza through the grate like. Right. Logo first, slow really slowly slow as we're getting it. <laughs> I think that's the first movie I remember being like, "Wow, that's a lot of dominoes." Like the, the being <laughs> right. aware of the product placement. I just watched a billboard for a second. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it's the the Goline box was like ridiculously awful, especially since they tried to make a bit out of it. And there was also this voice going, "Goline Crunch, Goline Crunch." <laughs> Everybody heard that. Right? Yum, 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 you want yum, this? Yum, you want yum, this? Yum, you're hungry. Yum, you're hungry. Yum, yum. And then Thor slowly yeah. reveals his abdomen. But seriously, just one more bit on him not taking his top off enough. <laughs> he, his body, when you do see it very briefly, impeccable. I've never seen anything like it in my life. And I've seen so many torsos, sure, okay? Sure. Um, nothing like it. He did all that work. I'm sure he was on roids or something. For one second. Well, but, but it's uh, because there's not much of a costume with Thor, so that's it's like his that's but his superhero costume. But in his costume, costume, he's supposed to not have a top on and a sash, so I've heard, or something like that. <laughs> sash. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure up on the lingo for that. Miss, I miss universe. Miss Norse. <laughs> he had like a long sleeve top. He on. didn't take it off much because he was upstaging the Goling Crunch, and those yeah. people were like, "Nope, <laughs> uh-uh." Eight Thor. Eight Thor. <laughs> Saving anyway. it for the sequel. Mm. Oh yeah, there's there's a scene after the credits. I don't know if you got all the way there. No, the I scene left. Avenger. Uh, yeah, to be an Avenger. Oh yeah, Jason. Ray, is that his name? Jason Ritter. Is that who made a cameo? You no, know who I'm talking I don't about? I think it was Jason Ritter. Samuel Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy Renner. Jeremy Renner. So okay. who's Jason Ritter? Uh, son of uh, John Ritter. Yeah, I he's the star of the event. Oh, he's... is he hosting the MTV Movie Awards? What? Where do you get your information? I've been watching too many internet videos. This vat of random names in your head, and occasionally one will bubble up. Twitter broke my brain. Well, you need to learn who Jason Ritter is because he may be coming on this podcast at some point. Okay, I remember I've been excited. If you're down to me, then there's a good chance. Never let him listen to this episode. Okay. All right. So that that was Thor. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, the summer movie season is in starting off now. The Hangover Two opened. Um, and let me tell you, if you love The Hangover, <laughs> and you I will I mean, yeah. be uh, 
relatively disappointed by this complete and total retread. Aww. This warmed over... Uh... It's the laziest movie I've seen <gasps> in many years. That is a mean thing to say. It's true, though. It's, but aren't they running a, around? It's a beat by beat, <laughs> basic and They were drunk remake. at some point, right? <laughs> it's the... I mean, literally, it happened again. Like, it's that. Like, it's it's beat by beat almost the same in so many ways. But well, with I saw less Bradley jokes. Cooper on Charlie Rose last night. <laughs> um, and he was talking about how he was insisting that they follow the template of the first movie. There was two camps. One, is, one camp was taken in a whole different direction, and one was follow the template and he was very pro template he was Whoa. Saying, which, one camp wanted to make decision. a different movie and the other camp was like <laughs> right. nah they and, the, to... and, the camp, and the camp that had the millions of dollars putting up for the movie wanted exactly the same movie <laughs> which is fine you'll have two hit movies and then I'm sure they'll make a third one because this is making tons of money like there's an estimated 125 million dollar weekend and it's R-rated like that's huge um, but the third one, well, they'll make it and it won't do very well because people do not like this movie. Like they, the hardcore fans are like, it was okay. Like that's kind of the best anybody's saying. It's getting I'm bummed banned. about it. There's some funny moments in it, mostly from Zach. Um, Ugh. but it, it feels to me like they would have been, it would have been great to just take these characters and put them in a different situation. The, yeah. the, and you're saying you're bummed. Like, did you really have the expectations? Like, oh, come know. on. Bring I the had, magic again, boys. I kind of did, I really? guess. Well, I had a really fun experience watching the first one. I was in Vegas, and I was with, it was like one of those theaters where everyone's so into it. And you know that, like... That's the best way to watch a movie full of people that are just like, woo, let's do whatever. And you still weren't thinking you were going to be let down. Well, <laughs> I just didn't think about it very hard. Yeah, I, guess. Okay. I was just like, okay, let's do that again. I just kind of f- hoped that they would just find laughs, you know? Like, I don't care if they're going through the same basic Smoking stuff. Monkey, hello. <laughs> Is that hello. not funny? Smoking <laughs> Monkey. It just felt Face like where, where I didn't love the first movie, I like it. There's some th- funny things in it. At least there were some funny things. Like that's my thing with a comedy. Like it doesn't all have to come together. If I you were so more. picky, you want your comedy well, to have thing, funny my things. My whole thing about com- comedies and even movies is not so much what the good jokes are, is it's how many bad jokes aren't there. Right? Oh, that's all about that taste sense. for me. It's yeah, like yeah. if you can go through. I don't mind if there's even fewer jokes if there aren't those bad derailing jokes in there because right. those are the ones that just stop you in your tracks. And you're like disgusted. Disgust. It's like somebody throwing poop at a wall. Exactly. <laughs> at, no, at me. It's a like poop at your poop face. At my face. But in the middle of the poop, there might be some. There might be a smoking monkey. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that would be so cute. Y'all, I saw a video of a kitten getting hugged by a cat tonight. Yes, I saw that as well. <laughs> the internet is the dumbest thing in the world. <laughs> it really is. Oh. It doesn't give you a whole lot to talk about, though. No. It's not like a good conversation piece because it's it's just right <laughs> that's, all, it's all there. There it is. <laughs> it's all there. Though it's it is weird that that's the kind of thing where you're like, "Hey, honey, come here. You got to see this." Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> this viral sensation of a cat hugging another cat. I worked, I worked on America's <laughs> Funniest Home Videos, so oh, like yes. the allure of uh, funny little pet clips doesn't really. It's worn off on you. Me. I kind of know everything: uh, dog, cat, baby. I pretty much know anything that can happen in the you known universe. You probably know, yeah, you know a lot I about animal nature and stuff. Human nature, animal nature, physics. Did you ever see anything really dirty watching those videos? Not as much as you'd hope. Mm. No, you'd see. I did like, hope a lot. Yeah, the, you know, there was early on. There was there was like a they had like a sort of in-house sick tape comp reel. Yeah, was there ever like any homemade porn they'd send in? Yeah, occasionally there was there was stuff like that, or you, or it would be like video of some other couple through a window or something. Oh, <laughs> no. how yeah. violating! I know. So my we question did. with those videos is how many of them came in that were like so obviously staged to do like the ball to you know? A lot of them, yeah. But what does that look like? Like, paint me a picture. Um, no, seriously, here's the Oh, okay. It's a cat. It's a giraffe cat hugging another giraffe. Uh, it's just cat. people are bad actors. I mean, it's like any bad acting. It's right. like there's a, there's enough deliberateness. The other thing is fr- the framing of the camera. You yeah, know? it's always obvious. If it's a lockdown tripod shot of some, you know, it's like people hmm, are wearing loves. Why was that person filming himself painting today? You know, <laughs> is that really something he was going to show the folks? Or it's always like the the pool table shot of the guy who's standing at the other side, right, right next to the pocket, <laughs> right, exactly. just with his you know his junk Looks right there. Like a JCPenney underwear ad. Yeah, and, the, <laughs> and it's like it's pool table level shot from behind the shooter. Right, and, exactly. Oh, how have you seen these, Cole? Because Cole's been staging that. 
He's like, I keep getting rejected. The, show, the show's been on 22 years. <laughs> Some of them slip by. And that's crazy. 22 years of that show. No, no. My little nephew, I have a seven-year-old nephew, and it's his favorite show ever. I love that. And it makes him so happy, but this is like a kid story that maybe only moms would like, but I think it's really cute. He's like the most oatmeal-y, granola-y, like, sweet little kid. And he watched that video with his parents one day, or the show, and he was like, damn! And, <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, don't, don't say that! <laughs> he still didn't know it was a bad word, though, and he's like, oh, sorry, I mean, oh, damn. Like, he thought that the bad part was day young. <laughs> damn, mama. No dialects in this house, mister. <laughs> Sorry, mother. <laughs> I feel like you see a lot of those videos now, too, like just, you know, virally. Like everybody, all the groups that are trying to be jackass, basically. Yeah. All these, like, you know, 18 year old dudes in backwards baseball caps and white t shirts that are just staging these ridiculous stunts to hurt themselves. Well, and that was, those were, I mean, those, you get a ton of those at, at funny videos, too. And that, that, I mean, there was a whole lot of issues with the network, and there's, like this whole area of imitatable behavior, they call it. Oh. So they try to avoid that. And it's, what's it, like the like somebody jumping off a roof or something like that? Yeah, or some yeah, or some yeah, somebody jumping off a roof on a bike or you know, or some you know, some Yikes. big stunt spectacular, backyard <laughs> stunt spectaculars. That, Ooh, you know that you just go, yeah, ten year old would really think that's a cool idea and be dead. Damn, I love Bump. stunt spectacular shows. Like they have at Universal Studios. Oh, man. <laughs> they used to have a Miami Vice one. Do you remember that? I do. I remember that what? they had it. I don't think I ever went A Miami Vice it. ride? Stunt show. It was on oh, water. It became, it became the Waterworld stunt show, which is still there today, which is like <laughs> the funniest thing to me. Transition. It's like, Waterworld? That's a really? Once you install that, you're pretty much committed for a decade or two. <laughs> the Waterworld. Uh... I feel like... 75% of the people that walk through the gates into that thing now have no idea what it's referencing. You know what I mean? <laughs> I went there. I remember when I was a kid, we came out here from Minnesota on a summer trip, and we went to uh, Universal, and it was uh, the History of the World Part 1 sets were up still. <laughs> <laughs> and um, there was still props from uh, Lily Tomlin's uh, the uh, 50-foot woman one. The oh, Incredible yeah. Shrinking Incredible woman. Shrinking Woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Opposite, fifty centimeter, <laughs> fifty millimeter woman. It's weird when you go to those places and they have some things out that are like, I get it. I want to take a picture next to Kit or the DeLorean from Back to the Future. Bluesmobile was there. Yeah, too. Bluesmobile those are yeah. cool. The Munsters car or whatever. But then there's like those, you know, weird movie things. You're like, I don't know if anybody has a soft spot right. for, this, <laughs> exactly. for this film. You right. know, like I don't. I wish I could give an example. This is yeah. just too big to move. Right. It's on the tour now. Oh, it's the motorcycle from the gun and Betty Lou's handbag. <laughs> right. Remember? Remember? Remember that motorcycle? Guess yeah. take my picture? I don't know. <laughs> I guess. I mean, we have a lot of unlimited exposures, right? I guess you can That dumpster it. was used in Quark. <laughs> That's actually my favorite thing in um, the Albert Brooks movie, The Muse. Yeah. yeah, which is you know very hit and miss, but there's some really funny things in that. And the fact that you had a favorite thing in that movie. Is, uh, Whoa! When he goes to it visit, doesn't pass your joke theory. When he goes yeah, to visit so. the uh, the his agent friend, who's kind of slick talking, and he's like, "Oh hey, uh, you seen uh, Saving Private Ryan?" I was like, "Yeah, that's the couch from the film." <laughs> to me, that's such a funny random. Like, it is. I get that an agent would have that in his office, thinking it's such a fine. <laughs> and, you know. I would do that. I, I wouldn't be such an easy sell on anything. I'd be like, oh, really? That's famous? I'll take it. Whatever it is. <laughs> I wonder what the original thing that made it stick in Albert Brooks' mind for 15 years, probably between when it happened and when he was ready <laughs> right. to spit it out. I love Albert Brooks, but when you write three movies in a row about a dude with writer's block, you know, you might be... <laughs> Something yeah, might be going on. <laughs> it's fiction. It's totally fiction. That's right. Where does he get it? <laughs> yeah, I'm a, I'm a huge fan. They just did, uh, like, last weekend at the, uh, the Egyptian Theater in Hollywood, they did two double features of Albert Brooks movies. So, oh, yeah. And saw Defending Your Life with Modern Romance, which are, like, two of my favorite Mine movies too. of his. Uh, and not a big crowd, unfortunately, but... No, really? No, it's a little... Like the way? Like... <laughs> Whereas uh, Albert Brooks takes his shirt off plenty in my Just room. enough. So. Just enough. <laughs> no, thank you. So, there are people out there that all they do is rape. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, God, such a good movie. Um, but speaking of, let's go back to summer movies for a second. Okay. What do we want to see this summer? What looks good? Well, I still have to see Bridesmaids because my good friend Paul Feig. Yeah. yeah. That, uh, I feel actually guilty that I haven't seen Bridesmaids. Well, you'll feel great when you'll you like see it. You'll like it. Yeah, good. it's really funny. You'll dig it. Excited. Um, I I can't wait to see X Men First Class. 
honestly. I hear good things. That's what I'm hearing, too. And Brett Radner has nothing to do with it, so it's going to be good. Bra- uh, the, uh, the the Green Lantern one is kind of spooking me. That's looking Ew. like it probably is not so good. Right? Yeah, it the, looks horrible. The previews don't make it look good. It makes uh, me want to throw up those previews. Like, it I'm looks like, like is the this Last serious? Starfighter, kind of. Which Ugh. I love the Last Starfighter. Well, and it's time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we should make a ride about it. A stunt spectacular. Who doesn't love the Music Man as an alien? That's true. <laughs> uh yeah, I, I find that the previews just, I don't know, like, they, they're not playing up the charm of Ryan Reynolds, at least not in the one now. Now they're it's like ultra up the serious. gross, like, Weird cartoon-esque aliens. alien aspect. I yeah. don't like aliens. I don't mind aliens, but I, I, you know. Do you believe in them? I, I don't believe in them, and, like, I have a sketch. Have you ever, like, somewhere. met one, though? I'm, I'm open. Yeah, man. That's open, all they got to be. Uh, just go out in the field with a tinfoil hat, be open. That's it. Just come and get me. <laughs> I'd like to meet an alien. How about you, Cole? <laughs> sure. <laughs> You're going to get abducted and they'll be like, you said so on the podcast. <laughs> we love the podcast. <laughs> Let's get to probing. Kashi, kashi, kashi. All went so well until I found out that they were deathly allergic to Reese's Pieces. Peanut <laughs> 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 allergy from space. I'm well, excited speaking, about Super 8, though. That's an alien Super movie that I will looks, like. That looks cool. I've, like, I've gotten very little. of. I've only seen ads for it, so yeah. it's actually piqued my curiosity of the way a movie ad campaign is supposed to. Instead, instead of being of, like, so the, disgusted by it. Instead of just like knowing every single yeah. facet of a movie. Yeah, like it just kind of teases at it, which is great. And it really invokes like the early 80s, late 70s that Spielberg e. movies. Like yeah. that kind of feel. Yeah, like, yeah. Especially the that. music they use in the preview and stuff. A little bit of a sense of wonder there. Yeah. I love a sense of wonder. Oh. Now, something that doesn't have a sense of wonder, but I think it's going to be awesome. I think Cowboys versus Aliens is going to be great. Cowboys and Aliens? I hope so. Like, I'll see it. I'll and see and it. Aliens? What's versus? There's some versus thing. There's, There's monsters versus aliens. That's the so, one. Yeah. Didn't see it. It's a, <laughs> you didn't miss much. It's a crowded market. Um, <laughs> people are lining up to fight aliens. <laughs> me next. Me next. Let me have a swing of that green guy. I, I feel like cowboys and aliens will be good, I hope. I mean, Favreau has proven that he can direct action pretty well. So there's that. Daniel and then, Craig you know, Harrison green. Ford, Daniel Craig, Sam Rockwell. Like, it's got a really good cast. Yeah. Um, and a good premise. I mean, it's a pretty yeah, damn good it's premise. It's a good cool yeah. premise. I just wish the preview itself looked a little bit better. Like it looks. I just haven't looks okay, watched any of it. I don't. I, since I, don't know, I know, I kind of want to see it. I kind of just. I'm turning. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's a good way. I to don't go. have a pop culture podcast or anything. I got to run. So. <laughs> well, now you're on one, buddy. I know. And it's going to change your life prepared. after this. I should have seen a movie in the last year. <laughs> it is a pretty crazy summer with superhero movies, though. Yeah, which there's is, a lot. I'm a little tired. I'm a little tired. Yeah, which genre. is why I feel like. Green Lantern might not do very well. I feel like it's going to underperform like crazy. Well, if I think if X Men does really well, does that come out first? Yeah, X Men comes out first. Yeah, I think if X Men does do, does really well, it'll probably kill Green Lantern. Oh, I think so too. And then Captain smart. America comes later in the <gasps> summer too. That looks great. The preview really looks pretty good. So. Yeah, I mean, I liked Captain America when I was a kid. So yeah, so we'll see. It's, it's got just... that unlike Thor, which was just like never bought a Thor cartoon. <laughs> I guess it just it was he was so goyish looking when I was a little Jewish kid <laughs> that I just couldn't relate. Can't go there. Cannot go there. And unfortunately, we do get Transformers Three: Dark Side of the Moon this summer, which I hope I hope people just please don't go. Just don't go. I wouldn't dream of going. To Transformers Three. <laughs> Listeners, don't please. encourage Michael Bay. Just please don't. With class it would never occur to me in a million years <laughs> to go to Transformer Three. And that was one of those previews too that like made me angry because the preview itself looked like a cool concept for a movie. That was the like worst. they always do the moon land. It's like the moon landing was a cover up because they went there to find something, and you're like, oh wow, this actually looks kind of yeah. cool. And then got me again, Michael Bay, you freaking asshole. Yeah, my enthusiasm is transformed into despair. But I assume this one will be in 3D. I don't know. I don't think it is. It is. Maybe. How dumb would it be to make a Transformers <laughs> movie not in 3D. 3D at this point? I just I'm so tired of 3D. I'm so over it. Yeah. In addition to my eyes being tired of it, well, watching we're it. glasses wearers too. So right right, right off the bat, oh. you're at a whole disadvantage. Does that not complicate only, things? Not only is it uncomfortable, but I'm self conscious that I look like an asshole the whole time. Right. No, everybody looks cool. <laughs> no, but I, you look especially stupid with glasses in 3D. Wait, glasses. do you put your glasses under the glasses? Uh, How I mean. 
You could say yes, and anything would be. They should give us like the flip options, like Dwayne Wade from Different World. Oh yeah, flip them up and down. That would be. (laughs) That would be cool. I went to the IMAX for three. Hey, hey, hey! Oh no, that's Dwayne from What's Happening. (laughs) Too many Dwayne. (laughs) So little time. (laughs) Whatever happened to Lisa Bonet? Let's ask her, Lisa. She's still in my spank bank. Ew. From 1985. Because I know you don't mean just spank like she's misbehaved. You're not talking no, paternal I wasn't, spanking. I, wasn't. It was, it was, I was being crude. <laughs> I am aware of what you men think about and do, and it is disgusting. It's 1985 spank bank. I haven't taken a withdrawal in a long, long time. <laughs> the archives of the spank bank. They may have you know. closed that account. They you should probably, probably yeah, look probably into have. it. The, the Unless there's a certain up. amount in it, then the they may keep it open. It up and, right, yeah. right. <laughs> Yucky duck. So I think since we're talking about spank mix, we can go ahead and talk about the Oprah finale. Oh yeah, I don't know how that transitions, but jizz uh, on my screen. <laughs> wow, just kidding. So Oprah, it's 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 done. It's over. It is over. An end of twenty five years. Twenty five years. She is. I just the self importance that she oozes from every pore is 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 jaw dropping. It's remarkable. She. I thought that that had happened lately. Like she had just. Slowly built it up. It's always been there, though. I watched yeah. an old interview, I think, with Barbara Walters. It's kind of famous, I guess, where she's like, I just know I've been put here for a purpose. But it's like crazy eyes. But it worked. I mean, Oprah has done a lot. I don't know that she's wrong, necessarily, but that purpose is pretty irritating. Yeah. 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 Well, the whole, like, sanctimony. Did, you, did you guys watch the last episode? No. Uh, I did, actually. I t You did? It. Yeah, I did, too. Out of curiosity. It's not, it's not like I had a season pass. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> well, but really I like, did TiVo, the, like I TiVo the, the United Center thing, too. Which yeah, well, that was like, crazy. That was, like, that was spooky, surprise. messianic, cult crazy, yeah. Wait, was that one where she wore the purple dress? Uh, where it was, like, they surprised her? Yeah. I saw a little bit of that, which is crazy. So many people. Yeah. It was, like, the celebrity ice show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, that was like a gigantic spectacle, and then she closed it up with just like no guests, just me <laughs> talking at you for an hour. Sermon, <laughs> really? <laughs> it, yeah, that's literally all it was. It was her just they're occasionally throwing to clip packages. What I've tried to do all these years and succeeded at. Whoa, <laughs> that's basically what it was. It was literally like you know what I want you guys to get out of this is I want basically it's like I I. I wanted to make myself. I wanted to make myself a better person, but I wanted to make you better people, and I've done that. Basically, was like the yeah. She went from being on a search to having arrived at a conclusion. Yeah, <laughs> and it get that gets ugly. Aww. I mean, I mean anyone I, who knows all the answers isn't that attractive. I like Oprah and all, but I don't know if she's made me a better person. <laughs> I get her I magazine. I mean, in her defense, I don't think she was aiming for you. Really, yeah, I'm not I her target. You're not her demographic. Yeah, Weird. It's 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 a weird thing because I do you know I certainly think that Oprah probably has done way more good in the world than bad, you know. Like For sure, most of the bad that she's done has just been annoyed me. You know, right. she hasn't done. You know, if you're James Fry, you might feel differently about oh, it. Oh yeah, but, uh, but you know, but yeah. I really did so. watch that. Did you guys see that? Was I she... saw part. I saw a chunk of it. I that really makes me mad. Why does she need to go there? That's my, like, Oprah does all this great stuff, but she's still, I thought this was going to be, like, clearing the air. No, she still has beef with him. Like, she still wanted uh, to be, bring him back to be like, just so you know, I kind of was right. Like, <laughs> have you been thinking the about it? The spirit that which I was coming from yeah. wasn't right, but the words themselves <laughs> but were spot I on. I was spot on. <laughs> right. I was so shocked. Like, Oprah, you need to get over that. You really do. Yes, you looked bad, Oprah. And that's what she, where she was coming from when it happened. Too, yeah, she defended him. Yeah, people lashed out at her, and so she had to go on. You Do know, not mess with a Oprah. Truth Nazi. For I wonder week. if she's killed anyone. Do you think? Oh, sure. Had someone uh, killed? All over Chicago. There's bodies. There's Oprah <laughs> bodies. bodies <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen a lot of the '84 Chicago Bears lately. That's right. <laughs> Weird. The Super Bowl shuffle off this mortal coil. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I have to lean in like Kindler for a podcast. No, I like it. Mm. It looks I good. I just leaned in. Mm. Bigger, <laughs> bigger and fatter. No. <laughs> no, mister. <laughs> I refuse. <laughs> I almost got hit with a rolled up newspaper. You do not be mean to yourself. <laughs> I have no choice. It's the only relationship I have. I know the feeling. So, can we talk a little bit about MST3K? Sure we can. Uh, that name, by the way. What does it stand was, for? MST3K was actually... Uh, I mean, we came up with Mystery Science Theater 3000, okay. which is what it stands for. <laughs> but it was Gruber, Dave Gruber Allen, who first coined MST. Oh, Gruber did? Yes. Little That's crazy. Footnote, little, I did not know that. little trivia. 
Nice. Um, so you, as if any fact about mystery science theater is not trivia at this point, right? And someone will recite it all. You have got the most avid, amazing fan group. Yeah, that's got to be kind of weird, right? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. That is weird. And I left early, and there's so like the bulk of the shows I never saw, and it's not like I'm going back at this point. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, so people will reference things that I have no idea what they're talking about. Yeah, Misty's are pretty hardcore. I mean, Um, that you can call them Misty's, and that's that's crazy. Like that's what they are. I know. Misty? I mean, they're great, but yeah. they're hardcore. I it's mean, just impressive. Whenever there's any group that's that knowledgeable and like, it just, it, I have never been a part of a group like that. So I'm always intrigued. Yeah, I don't I'm have that not, kind of commitment level. I'm not, I don't either. So it's, or it's retention. So, uh, to be on the receiving end of it is very, uh, very That's strange. cool, though. Yeah. Especially and for... It's strange for me, too, because I was away from it for so long. Like, I yeah. Was, for many years, I wasn't even really part of the story. Right. You know? I was sort of the Leon Trotsky of MST, <laughs> or, you know, been airbrushed like out of the <laughs> pictures and everything. And so it's only in the past three, four years that... You know, Joel has come out and go, no, Josh was really important to the story. Yeah. And, you know, so now I'm kind of back. But I got, like, handed these fans. It's not like I had these fans all along. It's like, hey, You've Josh, inherited welcome back. Them. These are yeah. your fans. <laughs> these are your people. They've <laughs> Hello, been waiting. How are you? <laughs> so you were on it the very first season. Um, at, yeah, at for, uh, the season that we did it as a local show, and then the first season, first season on Comedy uh, Channel at the time. Right. Um, and you got into it because you were in Joel's stand-up class, right? That not really. I mean, I knew I knew I had taken a class, the stand-up class from Joel, but that had been a couple of years earlier. Okay. Um, and Joel and I became and remained friends after that. Um, but there was a writing group that a, several comics in Minneapolis had, and we'd meet once a week. And Joel had started coming to that before we, uh, and then one day just kind of. And what you did, please do. Hey, I'm doing this thing at the TV station, and I need guys to run puppets. And, you know, didn't really know what it was. He didn't know what it was. Did you have puppet history at all? I did not, no. Yeah? Other than, you know, your standard kindergarten. Spank bank stuff. (laughs) No, there was never never any puppet spank bank crossover. (laughs) And you you originated Tom Servo. I did. That was your puppet. It was. Your bot. I was the original Servo and the original Gypsy as well. Nice. Uh, and it was originally it was Beeper when we did the pilot. It was Beeper, and it was literally just sort of a R two D two like thing. And then we realized, you know, that that has really no value. <laughs> <laughs> and so he became Servo for a few weeks, and I did a voice that was sort of Pee Wee Hermanish, and then didn't like that and changed it to Tom Servo. And went from there. Nice. And it was initially pretty improvisational, right? Yeah, so the local show was virtually all improvisational. In fact, we hadn't even seen the movies all the way through. We'd come in on Thursday afternoon and kind of look through the TV station's film library for something that might work. And as soon as we determined, yeah, that'll work, we were off. And then we That's fun. It was super fun, yeah. We'd come in the next morning, write the five little host sketches in about 45 minutes, and go in and shoot those, then go to lunch, and then come back and shoot the movie segments. And we'd online the show as we were shooting it. So, you know, we'd, they'd, put, they'd lay down the host segment, then we'd shoot the movie segment, then they'd lay in the next host segment, and we'd shoot, you know. So oh, it was, wow. the show was in the can when we wrapped, essentially. That's there was great. no Whoa. post-production. And you guys had, like, very little budget when you started out, right? Yeah, we had no money. Nothing. You know, I think Trace and I each made 25 bucks a show. hey Wow. Um, and it was yeah, and each each production cycle was twenty four hours basically. That's so crazy. Yeah, yeah it nuts. was it was crazy that they let us do it, and it was. Uh... And now you have people. And now we have people. <laughs> From that, people were born. And there were people that came forth. Between that and freaks and geeks, you have a lot of people. I have a I have a, a particular cult sort of. Uh, history and then i have the afv to make it all just sort of wash well, <laughs> let's not forget malcolm and eddie malcolm and eddie hello <laughs> if you had to choose though malcolm or eddie oh don't make him do that uh, it depends what we're choosing for <laughs> i guess some nazi thing right? if you're choosing to make me laugh i'll choose eddie if you're choosing to uh, take a car trip i'll choose malcolm nice. <laughs> <laughs> um all right, well, let's Freaks and Geeks. You yeah. did you penned a couple of very memorable episodes. Yes. Oh, thank you very much. Uh, particularly uh, Beers and Weirs, which is one of my, my favorite. favorites. Excellent. Thank yeah. You. And that's like the second episode, I want to say. It's early. It's the, yeah, it's the, it was the first one after the pilot. Right. 
And uh, a lot of great details in that episode, particularly. I think my favorite thing in that is Martin Starr drinking out of the mini uh, baseball helmet. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Just little things like that. Um, what was the writing process like for you on that show? Uh, well, it was uh, that episode was one before I even got the job. Judd had asked uh, Judd Apatow, this is. Oh, I've um, heard of him. Not to name drop, just to inform. No, I love uh, it. <laughs> Judd had asked like prospective writers for like a list of ideas, which I'm sure is against guild regulations, but I think Judd has the power to tamp down <laughs> accusations at this point. Uh, and that was one of the ideas on my list. So, so that's why he wanted to do that show out of the bat. And so he asked me to co-write it with him because he had to sort of write the first show. So his nice. name had to be on the first show. So we co-wrote that one. That's awesome. So did then it go to a writer's room or were they more contained? Like, what was that process? Uh, It goes, I mean, when we first started, when we first got together, we all sat in a a writer's room for about two weeks, just like dumping all of our horrifying, Uh, you know, humiliating, gut-wrenching teenage experiences on the table. And like everyone did. Everyone just, you know, vented their spleen on the table. (laughs) Um, And... Um, and so, like, a lot of the moments in the show came from that. You know, a lot of the just really true-to-life sort of gut-wrenching things were came out of that room. Uh, and then, you know, they'd sort of pick, like, it was, you know, Judd wanted to do the fake kegger mm-hmm. episode. And so you start, you basically, the room will start kind of beating out that story. What's yeah. the story like? What's, you know, until it gets to sort of... A, sh- a four act shape, right? And then, since you know, it was uh, you know, usually whoever is writing it, whoever it says written by, yeah, will then take that all that information and go off and write an outline, um, and then bring that back and get people's feedback, and then we'll take that outline and go write a draft of the script, and then bring it back, and it'll it'll then sort of change as production dictates, right? Nice. It's crazy how like. Shows like Freaks and Geeks and like Firefly, the ones I always think of, that had like such a short run, but it was such a perfect run. Yeah, and it's it's weird to think about what it would have happened if they had continued, like if the yeah. networks hadn't screwed it up, right? Well, it's you know from we all got treated as if it was a hit show. I mean, nice. it was all it really just because people were the people who knew it were so enthusiastic right. about it, even though it failed. You know, it really had a sort of prestige of a show. You know, at least you know we all got meetings. We all got a lot of meetings right. afterwards because right. people were into it. Uh, so we didn't. It didn't feel like a failure. You know, I probably felt more so to Paul and Judd because um, you know their names were at the top. But uh, but I don't even think they ever saw it that way. I think we you know we felt really lucky to be able to make these shows that we really wanted to, and because we knew after you know usually you'll get like an order of thirteen episodes. And they'll pick up the back nine to make it a twenty-two order. Right. Well, we got the back five episodes, <laughs> so we had done thirteen. It's like, all right, we'll mm. order five more. <laughs> at that point, you know the writing's on the wall. You're going down. Right. right. And so we really were like, you know, all the sort of pie in the sky things that were out there. We tried to really drag them into those last five episodes, and like, you know, like I really wanted to do a punk episode, and I did that. The uh, noshing and moshing right. was one of those last ones, and. Um, it is nice when at least they don't just cancel you suddenly. They give you time to kind of sort of tie up some things, at least reward the people that have been watching. Yeah, yeah I mean, we really did get to do, you know, what, what Paul really felt was, you know, the final episode. You know? And it, it ended really satisfyingly, I thought, you know. And But then if it for sudden magically came back. Yeah, like, it was open-ended yeah, enough yeah. so that, yeah, that we didn't send anyone to heaven or anything. <laughs> right. You know? And it didn't kill off the geeks. <laughs> but everyone sort of had a trajectory, at least, at yeah. the end. So. And it's amazing to look back at that cast, too, and just, like, see, like... Yeah. I mean, everybody in that show now is a working actor, if not a superstar. Like, yeah. it's amazing, that cast. It really was. And it felt amazing at the time. It was like... I mean, they worked really, really hard to cast it, first of all. And, right. Uh, but at the time, we kind of knew that this was, like, a special group of kids, and we knew Franco was going to be a star, and... You know, I don't. I think Seth was probably the wild card, but, <laughs> but, but Judd worked so hard to make Seth a star that uh, that it had to happen. Right? Yeah, great, great show. Awesome, awesome show. Well, thanks. It was really fun to be a part of. Let's uh, let's do first. Let's do it. Let's do first. We do different first okay. questions. This is where it gets really crazy. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Uh, the the question for the first for this episode is since we're all fans of Top Chef, you did list that as one of your shows that you yes, like. Yes, indeed. Uh, what was the first meal you can ever remember cooking yourself? 
like when you were a kid or whatever? The first meal. Aside from like cereal and stuff. Yeah, aside like from that. cereal or making yourself a sandwich. Unless you like, got like first, an awesome like, cereal story. I'm cooking dinner. Right? <laughs> <laughs> no, but those scrambled eggs I'm going to bring up are hilarious. <laughs> Wait till I tell you this one. Um, it was probably scrambled eggs. It was probably something like that. Kind of a one step thing. I remember like uh, my mom would go through various fits of Judaism when I was <laughs> She'd, oh, I have to, you know, because she, she wanted us to be good Jews. Didn't work so well in my case, <laughs> um, but like she would, uh, she'd make challah, which is the Sabbath bread, yeah. the sort of braided egg bread. Um, and I remember sort of braiding those three things of of uh, bread dough, basically. That's that's a pretty memory. It's kind yeah. of a nice memory. It's a nice one. She's dead, so she'd be very happy that I had challah memories. Challah, mom, we love Chala. you. Challah. <laughs> I remember. You? Um, my parents did not leave the house very often. Like, they didn't go out on dates or anything. But I remember one night they left the house. And I was like, I'm going to cook for myself tonight. And I was old enough to know how to do something. But I didn't know how to do anything. But I really like those Japanese restaurants where they cook it all in front of you. You know? Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to make fried rice. <laughs> and I didn't know how to make regular rice. But to I, start. Yeah, yeah. Start, there. start there. But I took a pot and I put some rice in it and some water and... I know I liked the eggs that they would put in that rice, so I just like cracked some eggs and put it all in. Uh-huh. But you're not supposed to do that all at the same time. And <laughs> I made the most revolting, slimy, like nasty mess. But I ate it, and I was like trying to pretend it was really good. I covered it in soy sauce. It was just a train wreck. And I really got a blow to myself. I, up until that night, I think I really believed I can do anything. No, I can't. Really? That, you're taken most down by things fried I rice. cannot do. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> it's the beginning of many, many disappointments. Oh. I had to start being a cook when I got married or when I moved in with my wife. I just realized if I was ever going to eat well again, I had to. She doesn't do, cook? She does not. She will shop and clean. Hey, so, there's so some. Works, there's a good know, thing. There's, there's so a now you do a cook? Partnership. I do cook a lot now, yeah. Nice. Fancy food? Uh, sometimes, sometimes. Yeah. Scrambled eggs and hollow bread. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> do you have a Well, what's fancy to you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for me, it was. The thing I can remember first really cooking was uh, in home ec class, like because you had to take it sure. in junior high. I never had uh, that. Well, I did. Had to. Required. <laughs> yeah, me too. Uh, we I remember we made hush puppies, which <laughs> was weird because like, why give junior high kids access to a fryer? Like, Seriously. I mean, are you just trying to like? One, are you just trying to crush our career aspirations? Like, most likely you're going to need to know how to work a fryer. <laughs> Learn to dip this bucket, <laughs> you're buddy. You're going to be going to McDonald's or KFC or something. And, future but yeah it was like we rolled them in cornmeal and fried them up there and of course like oil a couple kids got burned yeah you have to get burned out. on like, a they, they are cornmeal aren't they yeah aren't hush puppies okay. yeah, yeah yeah sorry uh, no i'm wondering the he same. said he rolled it in cornmeal yeah but it well, is cornmeal it is cornmeal whatever how do you lump <laughs> it together it I, I don't remember exactly what went into it whoa <laughs> i, I think there's it. like two my steps and you don't know them. You fail. <laughs> you fail, fry boy. <laughs> they, they tasted fine from what I could remember. <laughs> I wish I'd done home ec. I, whenever um, Super Bad, there's like that scene where they're making tiramisu. And I, not that I watch that movie all the time, but I'm always really jealous of them making tiramisu in school. That would be so fun. We had to do a semester of home ec and a semester of shop. Yeah, Whoa. I did shop too. I didn't do that either. Did you have to sew anything? Did you have a stupid thing you had to sew? In no. Well, yeah, in home ec, yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do remember that. What did you make? Some a blouse? Point thing. I, yeah, I made several blouses. <laughs> <laughs> I made a cheeseburger pillow. Really? Yeah, it was like nice. a cheeseburger-shaped pillow, and then it had pieces of felt <gasps> sewn on. I love that. To make it. I would love to have a cheeseburger pillow. Well, if I dig it up. Thank you. (laughs) I don't know if you were going to offer it to me. You said if I dig it up and I jump to... He's giving me that cheeseburger. Consider it earmarked. (laughs) I mean, I remember making a lot of stuff in shop. Uh, Toolbox? Did you make a toolbox? Didn't make a tool. We did did make boxes. We made like a wooden dog out of a bunch of dado joints. What? Um, Shop talk. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Talking shop. Uh, But the main thing was, is like... We didn't like to use the saws and stuff like that because some kid cut his thumb off. I'm 100% what? serious. Right. Yeah, that's one of, that's, if not, it's an urban legend that's easy to believe. Yeah. It, it fully happened in my class. Ew. Oh, okay. I that's, witnessed that's it. It was okay. a terrible. I don't even want to tell the story. But, you were there? <laughs> oh, I was there. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That is the worst thing I've ever See, heard. See, it's an urban legend and I believe it. <laughs> it was, it was, was crazy. There. It wasn't a friend of his. Well, here's what actually <laughs> happened was, in, in brief, that this idiot kid was on the table saw. He loses his thumb and you have to call him an idiot, he too? He was not... A, 
He was not a smart kid. <laughs> he was kind of a jerk. But uh, anyways, <laughs> so frankly, he, he deserved he deserved to die. He frankly, he got off easy. But uh, he uh, he was pushing a piece of wood through and took the oh, no. guard off. We do just not need to talk about this story. And no, pushed we do. it through. We totally do. Just pushed it through. And of course, you know, if you thought oh about the fact that oh my god, sure. gone. Sure. And yeah, uh, yeah the the. Woodshop World's teacher. worst hitchhiker all of a sudden. Yeah. Hey, ho. <laughs> it was crazy. And, and the teacher didn't quite know what to do at first, took him down. But I guess they didn't get the thumb on ice soon enough, so they couldn't reattach it. Oh, so. my god! So his family like sued the school. So one of the kids tried to deal. make him one and shop. And <laughs> right. was, Out of some uh, Dobo joints. What did you call joint. Uh, But mostly, like, after that, people were so afraid to use the saws. Yeah. People would just go to the sanders I'll just and just sand, sand it down. <laughs> Constant. Oh my gosh, that is so horrible. It's pretty terrible. I took AutoCAD. No, no casualties in AutoCAD. No, just computers. Auto, Auto Academy. What is that? It's uh, engineer drawing. Yeah. Oh, okay. Not Who's impressed now? Yeah, I was thinking. I know how to draw a carburetor. <laughs> I, think, look at that. I, I like the great thing about shop class is that anyone who everyone always makes a box of some kind, and that box is always used to hold pot later in life. <laughs> <laughs> that or magazine rack was, right. are constantly made. Um, all right, let's let's do Thunderdome. Thunderdome. <laughs> All right, so uh, the idea of the Thunderdome is two things enter, one thing leaves. Okay. So, uh, I can just leave if you want. No. <laughs> All right. This you. one's going to be tough. This is going to be a hard one. Yeah. Uh, better sketch comedy show, Saturday Night Live or SCTV? Um, well, are we going, is there an era we can... Is, uh, we, that's part of the problem. Uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, uh, better sketch... Well, if you go by your theory of the fewest loss, the fewest bad things, SCTV. I think SC, yeah, in terms of just percentage, in terms of yeah. batting average and, and total lifetime uh, hit percentage, uh, SCTV, I think, for sure. But in terms of, you know, I bet you could, you could take all the great, there's probably, there's certainly been more great material generated by SNL over its 40 year history. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, I guess SCTV is cool. SCTV is certainly cooler. It's the cool thing yeah. to say. It's it, it is definitely, and I'm I'm actually giving Saturday Night Live more credit than I would normally would, but I think SCTV just in terms of the cleanness of its premise and it's very cool. It's very cool. It holds up. Is very cool. Any comedy person always puts it on their list. Like anyone that is like they're cool, they always like it. See, I love them both. I think you're they're, cool. Well, thank you. I think they're both great, but for me, it's like I had to look back at what really influenced me coming up, and that was SNL. Yeah, it really was. And I would agree with that too. I think, yeah. I think uh, it, had, it certainly resonated bigger in my life, but again, because it covers all eras of my right. life. But I think about like for me, like when I was a teenager and when I was really starting to get into comedy, that was like the Phil Hartman, mm-hmm. you know, start of the Chris Farley, Adam Sandler stuff. But you know, when it was Dana Carvey and Phil Hartman, all those guys, and then of course looking back at the you know the first couple of years with you know Ackroyd and Belushi and uh, all that stuff, like those were very influential on me. And, Belushi, I mean, that was my, he was one of my first comedy idols. I was, I, I mean, I was born in 71 and it was, I was, it was still, even as a really little kid, I was like so drawn to Belushi. He's, yeah, he's amazing. A totally magnetic performer. Yeah. Um, 100%. So, I didn't even find out about SCTV until, you know, like I was retro dating it. Like I was hearing that I should watch it. So I grew up only with SNL and I didn't even know the other stuff. So definitely that had a bigger effect on me. I remember just loving those cone heads. <laughs> Gotta love those cone heads. Well, that's it, you don't realize. At the time, you loved the cone heads. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, for sure. There it is. You don't re- like now. Like reoccurring sketches like drive you crazy. Yeah. But when you're a kid, like there's just something great about this is familiar. I I know this. I can say the catchphrases. It's phrases. like cartoons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what's well. Funny. And there's a certain aspect of SNL that it's aimed at. 12-year-olds, right. too. You know, is that those are the people who are home and up late on yeah. weekends. You know? And that's, that's, that's the, the total difference with the show now is, like, you can just TiVo it and watch it whenever. But back then, it was like, if you watched SNL, it was like, either you set a tape. It was appointment or, TV. Yeah, yeah. yeah right. you, you made it like, we're going to hang out and watch SNL tonight. Cool. Which you know? makes that, I mean, that's the, the part that, like, TiVo has ruined. That fun, like, 
that event group thing. event yeah. of yeah. like a comedy show because now like, well we still have Oprah's last show oh bring yeah us together and right the royal wedding and <laughs> oh all that that's <laughs> if you're quality. gay it's a totally great time <laughs> to be part of the world all right so I think SNL slightly takes that but I think you know it's I, I, I think so it's, being more honest if you hadn't have thrown my theory at me yeah. like that with the whole bad Sorry. joke thing I think I probably are you mad at me no I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm recovering I'm just I'm just trying to be intellectually honest okay. with your, but they're with both your game. they're both incredible shows like it's apples yeah. and oranges in a sense to me but. I would definitely pick oranges if I uh, <laughs> the other way I judge things is if you know which one would I rather have had done and that would be SCTV yeah, yeah, I can see that. All right, oh. so before we get to yours, oh gosh. I'd like to do this really quickly. Great, you're a big oh. Elvis Costello fan. I am indeed, and you do an incredible Elvis Costello impression. Why? Thank you. Uh, I do one as well. Rut row. It's quite as good as yours. So I thought it'd be kind of fun to just do a quick little Elvis Costello off. Okay. Elvis I Costello off. That's I, I, I do want do you a... to know that I never went into doing this Elvis Costello impression trying to make trying to top yours. You know, so <laughs> if you're feeling threatened by no, it, I just yours don't, pretty will put mine to shame. But that'll uh, be the beauty of it. Okay. What about uh, watching the detectives? You like that one? Sure. All right. I performed that at your uh, at you your did. venue. You yes. did. So I figured that would be a, a nice one there. So we could just go back and forth for a little bit. Lyrics here. I'll be, uh, where do you want me to join in? Just, just let me know. Sure. <laughs> it's not happening. All I right, know. So Josh, you can, you can kick it off. And, All right. Uh, <clears throat> let me coffee up a little bit. Nothing better than some early morning acapella That's Elvis right. Costello. <laughs> Pre-noon Elvis. <clears throat> nice girls, not one with a defect. Silvane string crap, so correct. Red dogs under illegal legs. She looks so good that he gets down and begs. She is watching the detectives. He's so cute. She is watching the detectives. When they shoot, shoot, shoot. Shoot, they beat him up until the teardrops start. But he can't be wounded because he's got no heart. Man, he's got no heart. Take it, Elvis, too. Long shot of that jumping sign. Visible shivers running down my spine. Cut the baby taking off her clothes. Close above the sign that says we never close. You snatch a tune, you match a cigarette. <laughs> she pulls the eyes out with a face like a magnet. I don't know how much more of this I can take. She's finding nails while they're dragging the lake. She is watching the detectives. It's so cute. She like watching the detectives. When they shoot, 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 shoot. They beat him up until the teardrops start. He can't be wounded because he's got no heart. That's probably enough. Don't yeah, you think? Um, I, think yeah. I just want to okay. tell everyone at home that they were so into that. It was the best thing I've it's ever part, you got to commit when you're doing it. Just it just happened. It went from nothing to whoa. You really do. And the best thing about Elvis, though, is there's so many different eras of Elvis you can impersonate when he's doing his little folk singing stuff. When I he's... felt very on the spot because he, cre- he created a whole segment for the Elvis yeah. thing. So no, I felt you like owned it. Going half ass would have been you really. Whole you can't, ass. You can't half ass. How was I going to win if I tried you to play won. it cool? Yeah. Well, you did some sweet harmonies, Cole. Thanks. I figured That's, that was, was a secret I was weapon. I counting on you to go high there. Yeah. That's, I committed okay, to okay. That. So. Yeah, well, thanks. Thanks for I'm the guest. <laughs> thanks for uh, the guest. Let the guest the have the melody thing. line. Absolutely. Thanks for indulging me on My that. Pleasure. Thank, thank you. I think that is going to go down in our Hall of Fame. The Hall of Fame is right over there. <laughs> it's. <laughs> it was in Cooperstown, There's but we moved of, it. Like sh- short but still too long bits. In yeah. There. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and here's another one. This is where I'm going to ask you some questions. Yes, Are you ready? Yes, I am. Okay. Now, this is just let yourself be free. Go with this. Okay. Go where we're going. If you had to have a baby with a Muppet, and it can be either sex of a Muppet. Sure. P.S. Who would you pick, and what would your baby be like? Um, so you could have a baby with Kermit, is what I'm saying. But you don't have to pick Kermit. You could also have any <laughs> other Muppet. Do you want to give up several other options? <laughs> Look, there's Animal. Gonzo, there's Fozzie. 
I would go with one of the Dr. Teeth Orchestra, probably. Whoa. Just for the musician. Yeah. Band. Yeah. Because you want to have a musical baby. Yeah, although I do have a kid who's a musician, and that hasn't worked out all that great. So <laughs> maybe. Um, yeah, let's go with Janice. Oh. Yeah, that's not Janice, a bad sure. choice. Whoa, Cole Diggs, Janice. <laughs> I mean, she's, you know. Spank, bank. Spank, bank. 1981. <laughs> Look, I got a thing for the mayhem. All right. <laughs> what kind of baby would it be? Um, half Muppet, half human. Other than that, what would you name it? It'd be Humit. <laughs> uh, what oh, would I moist. name it? I would name it uh, uh, Doc, after the late Dr. Teeth. Who, uh, Dr. Teeth would have died by the time we had it, but you know, <laughs> he had put such an influence over, especially my dear Janice's life. Which, that, uh, dear Janice. So you got gonna, emotionally involved. Yeah, I'm That's trying right. to live this, and uh, I think we'd call it Doc. Oh, nice. I love that baby. Little Doc Weinstein. Which, quick aside, have you guys seen the teasers for the Muppet movie that's coming out? Yeah, it looks great. It looks rad. It, I'm so Very ready. excited. Giddy up. Woohoo. I'm all for them trying. Another I don't know if I'm as, I'm not quite as on board as you two. But. Have you seen the trailers? I saw one of the trailers. And you're still not on board. That's okay. I'm not going to force you to be. I'm tough. You are a tough tough. guy. I'm pretty. You got all uh, those tattoos on your face for a reason. Exactly. (laughs) Bad Jew. If you go to fuck uh, off. (laughs) Though, if you do go to IMDb and you look at the cast list, like they pulled out all the stops with the celebrity cameos. It's it's back to kind of what it was in the movie times ten. So who's playing Doc Hopper? (laughs) I'm Doc Hopper. (laughs) Nice. You are. Okay. I am Doc Hopper. That's right. Another question. Yes. Okay. Would you rather live in Prince or Oprah's body for 24 hours? And what do you do in there? Um, I'd rather live in Prince's body for sure because I basically do live in Oprah's body. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> do you uh, mean you're inside of her a lot? I mean that I'm a big tubby man who's gotten even tubbier since I, I quit smoking. I like my sexy uh, version of that. Like uh, you're always inside of Oprah. Uh, no, no, I just... It made her final show really awkward. It was lumpy. It was lumpy. It was was like all of me. Her final final show. No, but Prince is, uh, he's a sexy motherfucker. (laughs) Woo! Elvis Costello got you in the mood. So would you perform when you're in the body or what would you do? I I would dance. Oh, would I dance if I was in Prince's body? Oh, (laughs) oh, the dancing I'd do. Oh, if I could live in Beyonce. And I'd play guitar way better than I can. Too, I would just like go into Petco to see how Prince would get treated at some weird public <laughs> place. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. I grew up in Minneapolis, so I saw Prince in public places uh, <gasps> oh, yeah. more than once. Yeah. And he's, he's a tiny little man. An ethereal he's a little tiny, man? tiny, tiny little man. Oh. He tries to project an ethereal thing. It's this, it's almost, a lot of body glitter. It's almost that same sort of magic person thing that, uh, that Oprah <laughs> oh, does yeah. project. There is a certain sort of. They're, they know what's Yeah, I feel like he probably lives in a tree and makes cookies or something. You know what I mean? It's a nice tree, though. It's, it's a really nice. nice tree, yeah. Okay. Plush. You've it's angered. a funky tree. It's a funky <laughs> tree. Speaking of funk. Segue. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Good segue. Good to uh, Thank you. Thank you. There's someone on Twitter that really hates it. And I do that, but I'm like a ready to be yank, angrily tweeted at. I anyway, promise. whatever. Eat my butt. Twitter person, um, wow. <laughs> the gauntlet has been thrown. I don't mean that. I think that. it's at Twitter person. <laughs> at Twitter <laughs> person, I got a butt for you to eat. Um, suck, I don't mean that. Suck my at ass, Grody. <laughs> You've angered a wizard. Yeah, and he's gonna give Again. you one. You always do that. Bad snuff. You spit on the wizard. Hat <laughs> oh damn it! And the shit hit the fan. Would you rather you get to pick your I punishment? I get to pick my punishment. Yeah. That's yeah. good. You always reek of vomit, but you're never allowed to explain why. Okay. So you just are stinky paint man. <laughs> or okay. you always have a little scentless vomit dangling from your chin hairs. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. I'm a thinker. Can I'm sure I, you have a stock answer for this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm We've all heard it a thousand times. <laughs> Am I allowed to wear a chin dicky nope. to cover it up? No. Uh, you have to live with this, buddy. I have to live with that. Um, I think I'd go with the scent, actually. Wow. Because that way, you know, people couldn't always peg it to me. Oh, that's you know? smart. I like the way you think. As long as I'm, you know, if I'm looking at particularly unnauseous at all times. Right. You know? Just it it couldn't have been him. It smells and like puke, always, but he looked so yeah. healthy. <laughs> I, I think if I smelled like that, I would always just have my eyebrows furrowed looking around like somebody stinks right, like exactly. a throw yeah. up. See, you can get away with that, but yeah. with the chin... No. The chin, you can't go, hmm, get him. <laughs> with the puke free chin, chin over here. Look at him. Nice. Okay. Read match. Vogue. Hello. <laughs> okay. The Olsons, you know, oh, Mary sorry, Kate death, and Ashley. Deathmatch? Yeah. Did you say? Okay. Olsons, Olsons versus the Fanning sisters, Dakota and Elle. Um, Who lives? Um, I think the Olsen sisters live. Amen. 
<laughs> I'm not saying I prefer that to no, happen. No, but they are scrappy. But, oh, God. Oh, yeah. They, they, have, have, they have the kind of money that, you know. Someone will die and it will not be them. Exactly. And they're going to wear those fanning sisters as, as like, bangles. The next Absolutely. Day. There will be a fanning line of clothing coming out <laughs> of uh, Olsen Co. Oh, man. You really did the get the right answer. Pelts. Now here's your last question. Congratulations. Thank you. The gauntlet you? has been run. Yeah, you're almost <laughs> oh, there. Oh, it's not congratulations. No, this, not is, this is part of this the phrasing of the, the question. Yeah, right, we're so in the mood now. We're in the okay, moment. It feels like hey, little... congratulations. It's a role-playing game. Yeah, <laughs> put this on. Um, you've been given a new series to write and star in, uh-huh. but it's for Lifetime Television, and it must also star Meredith Baxter. What's it called, and who's in it? Uh, it stars Meredith Besides Baxter. Besides Meredith Baxter. You can have other people, and you. Um... It stars Meredith Baxter Burney, uh, Annette Benning, um, uh, Julie uh, Julianne Moore. Whoa, okay. this and, is a lot of uh, women on the edge. And Ann B. Davis. <laughs> nice. It's uh, Four Moms No Waiting. It's called. Whoa. Yeah, it's about <laughs> it's about a polyamorous lesbian uh, quad tro- quad. <laughs> Quint- I love it. I'm on board. Uh, quartet. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the yeah. One. Barbershop Quartet. Yeah, they actually go on tour. So there's a there's a partridge element as well as the Brady nod with Ann B. Davis. <laughs> You're hitting all of um, them. And uh, every week a different man is a different asshole because it's Whoa. lifetime. <laughs> um, and occasionally one of the babies is stolen. Oh, no. Oh. During sweeps. During sweeps, one of the, a baby is occasionally stolen. Four moms, uh, no waiting. By an Poland, asshole man. My baby. Right. Who took my baby? <laughs> <laughs> but the four moms, no waiting, uh, always have you know, enough wherewithal between them to get that baby back. Oh, they will. Uh-huh. And to make that asshole man pay. I love it. You're really good at that. Well, I'd watch. I'd watch. I would so I'd tune watch. in for that. I would appointment watch it with my friends. No TiVo. Oh, uh-huh, no TiVo. Uh-uh. You did a really great job with those questions. Well, thank you. Yeah. You're thank welcome. you very much. And thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh, Josh. thanks for having me. Uh, I'm so glad I switched podcast agents. Yeah, <laughs> finally. You know, you yeah, your old one just wouldn't return my calls. <laughs> and call me when you're WTF, he kept saying. <laughs> uh, so, Cinematic Titanic. Uh, it, uh, you've done Sketch Fest a couple of times. We have, indeed. Always fun, fun, fun. It's you, uh, Trace, Joel, Mary Jo, uh, and, Frank. and Frank. Yes. Um, we'll spank banks together again. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys are constantly touring. Pretty constantly. We're off we're off for most of the summer, but we're back back strong in the fall. Woo. Including Broadway. We just booked Broadway again. Do you really? Yeah. Wow. That is a crazy sentence you just said. It's super cool. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I didn't know that. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, and you just broke Broadway like can you believe you just said that? We, well, we did it last year, so I said it last Just year. Book in Broadway. So we booked a Broadway night on Broadway, Saturday night, Times Square. <laughs> Hello. That is so crazy. They can uh, get more information on the tour and everything else you guys are doing at cinematictitanic.com. Correct. Uh, you can buy DVDs there. There are uh, currently 10 titles available. Whoa, mama. I recommend uh, East Meets Watts and uh, Danger and Tiki Allen. Mm-hmm. Like them both, both live ones, yeah. yeah. Very good stuff. Um, so definitely check that out. Um, and you're on Twitter. I'm on Twitter at J. Elvis Weinstein. Nice. I'm at Cole Stratton. I'm at Vanessa Ragland. Uh, the podcast is at PMC Podcast. Uh, and thank you uh, for being here and thank you guys for listening. Thank You're welcome, you. Cole. Yay! <laughs> Subscribe to the Pop My Culture Podcast on iTunes. Check us out online at popmyculturepodcast.com and follow us on Twitter at PMC Podcast. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>